Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins and it's great to be with you. I'm currently walking between Lourdes in France over the Pyrenees to Spain and along the Camino Frances to Santiago de Compostela and I hope to arrive sometime in the first week of October. I'm actually carrying a small guitar on my back so you can follow my journey by searching for hashtag the singing pilgrim or in Spanish hashtag el peregrino cantante singing for my supper along the way. Well someone sent me a link this week to a website called Go Camino. There are some wonderful resources available to pilgrims, whether you're planning on walking or seeking to maintain your pilgrim connection. Indeed, you may seek to have someone walk with you or to take you. And I clicked on the link that they sent and I arrived at a fantastic website managed by Alvira Rogue, Go Camino. Elvira's on the line from beautiful Belgium, where it's Saturday morning. Elvira, welcome. Hello, good morning from Belgium. Let's begin with your pilgrimages. Where and when did you walk your first Camino? Well, my first Camino is, yeah, almost two years ago. I I will just tell you a bit about the circumstances, because I heard about pilgrimage in the north of Spain. But I never looked into it. And um, so nearly two years ago, I um, I was unhappy in my job. I wanted to have a change, but I didn't know how. And being from Belgium, I thought about starting a career as a chocolate master in Asia. So <laughs> something really different. Uh, yes, <laughs> I did two years of uh, chocolate studying, making uh, pralines and all that uh, sweet stuff. Um, and so I tried that first as a career change, um, but it was more complicated. Uh, the circumstances in Asia to make chocolate, well, it's very humid. Uh, it's a different culture. It's big financial investments. So I was actually looking for something else. I still, I do still make uh, pralines, of course. Um, <laughs> Yes, it's a skill you always master and you, you, you can make a lot of people happy with um, by making uh, chocolates. Um, so I, yeah, I got done, made redundant by the bank and that was actually a blessing for me because the step to change, to have a change in my, in my career was taken for me. And it was just um, during the summer, so it was like a bit slow to look for a new job and and then I was in, uh, in Germany visiting some friends and it was a rainy day and um, we were, yeah, in the evening we wanted to watch a movie. And one of my friends, she uh, suggested to um, to watch The, the Way so yeah. with Martin Sheen. And that's how it all started. And they said to me, come on, Elvira, you now have the time to do it. And I ended up buying a one-way ticket to Biarritz. And from there I got to Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port. And I started hiking and I didn't know what to expect. I, I got my new gear. I didn't have much hiking experience. And um, a friend of mine was turning 40 and she was hoping that I didn't like the hiking. So she said, like, you're, you're going to be back, right, in a week. And no, I, uh, I really enjoyed uh, the hike. And um, yeah, look at me now. I, I started uh, my own company. So a very big change for me. Yeah, the, yeah, and and so you really 
it was it was an impulse thing almost. So you, no training, no preparation. Yes. And so how did you find it then? Well, it, having been having been working in a corporate environment and and sort of trying to find some new path in your life must have been very invigorating, must have been exactly what you sought. Yes, well actually to be honest, I, I wasn't happy in my job and I needed something um you know to clear my mind so i was doing a lot of jogging i did like a half marathon of brussels and paris as well and so i wasn't to hiking but i got uh, i wasn't to jogging but i got injured at my knee and so i was taking it easy so that's why it was very stressful for me especially the first day when you to uh, leave from saint jean over the the pyrenees and I was like worried that how my knee if, if if I get injured and but it all worked out. I I, um, I was using the hiking poles which are very useful and I didn't have any injury. A few blisters, of course, like everyone has some blisters. So I was not really well. I was prepared and not prepared because um, I remember the 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 first week uh, people would tell me oh there's like a coffee shop coming up it's like how do you know this <laughs> ah, it comes from the Brearley Brearley books like what's the Brearley book <laughs> well it's like the bible <laughs> so I didn't know, I didn't have a clue um about yeah the distances uh, well I knew it was 790 kilometers to San, uh, to Santiago and I got the 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 chart from the pilgrim office in, at Saint-Jean so I knew more or less the elevation map, uh, but some other people, like they, they were prepared. They, yeah, they knew about the wet. Well, they, they were so well prepared about everything, and I was like, not. And for yeah, it, it all went smooth, and you just talk to people, and yeah, I'm I'm quite um, how do you say like uh, extroverts? Like yeah, I easily talk to people, so. Yeah, and then I got the Brearley book finally in, in, in Burgos. <laughs> um, because sometimes, yeah, it's nice to be prepared. And um, yeah, but it's also like a surprise. You don't know what's behind, yeah. what, what's going to happen the next day. And that's the beauty about the Camino. You don't know what to expect. I mean, a beautiful sunrise or, um, yeah, nature. Um, yeah, it's full of surprises, yeah. uh, the Camino. Yeah. The Canadian author, Jonathan Orsier said the start of any journey, whether pilgrimage or promenade, is one of life's true joys. It's particularly true of the Camino, isn't it, Elvira? Yes, um, it's, it's a surprise. It's um, all the, the, the conversations, the people you meet, um, you never know what's... You, that's why I'm always so excited when I get up in the morning, even if I didn't get enough sleep because of some snoring people around. <laughs> I'm always exciting. <laughs> I'm always excited, excited about um, what is who you will meet the next day, or if you come across some some animals, some a nice coffee shop, or or uh, you have a nice meal. So, but that's also the beauty about travel because you can't really you can't prepare but not for everything so you never know what's going to be around the corner so, so that's what always excites me that's this wanderlust like you want to know like what's what's it like to live on the other side of the world and 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 i think that the pilgrim the pilgrim is open uh, when a pilgrim walks 
there in fact yes. just talking in one of my recent podcasts uh, Robert Nugent from Ireland mentioned slow tourism and and it's so that is very true yes. isn't it that when you travel slowly yes. you take in so much more learn and experience so much more exactly and that's that's uh, my slogan actually it's time to slow down because we're in this rat race and yeah, working in a corporate environment, everything has to go like you have deadlines and, and with the Camino, yeah, you have time to actually have a conversation with someone and the conversations, they go much deeper because um, you're not facing each other. Like when you have a conversation uh, face to face, sometimes you're a bit embarrassed or you don't open up so quickly but on the Camino you're just yeah you're looking at the view of the landscape but you also open more up to to other like to stories of other people and yeah it's uh, you open up more quicker and and than you would do in normal life I would think and also about the slowing down part it's the same thing when you're driving your car every day to the same town and when you do the same journey, uh, when you walk the same journey as you do as, as, as you drive your car, you notice more different things. And that's the same with uh, hiking. You see more different things than when you do. Also, when you're cycling, I think. When you cycle the Camino, you have a different perception than when you're hiking, I think. There would be absolutely no doubt about that. I love the, that term, yeah. slow tourism. Let's talk about then about Go Camino. Um, clearly, that, yeah. that first Camino had a huge impact on your life because your website, yes. you've now set up the business. It's a kind of, are you a travel guide? How would you explain Go Camino? Yeah, my, my passion is travel um, because I wanted to do something with travel and the Go Camino um, actually started um, this year in February. Um, it's a combination of, yeah, so the, the hike the, itself, the pilgrimage, but it's also um, a way to be offline. So what we do is the first evening when we meet with the group, um, we actually seal our smartphones uh, in an envelope um and then you get an you get a for safety reasons you get a, a nokia 3310 that's the old-fashioned ones from 15 years ago right they have just been re relaunched in um in europe i don't know in about in australia if you have them uh if you have the old new nokia 33 yes yes we have yeah yeah uh, yes and they come out in beautiful colors a yellow, red, um, and we have them as a safety. So in case you want to contact me, um, you can dial my number and I'll be there and I can guide you um, because I have, and before I started working in banking, I worked as a holiday rep in, uh, in Greece and in Spain. So my Spanish is also very fluent. And I'm fluent in five languages. So how did I come up with this uh, idea? It was actually when I did my very first Camino, um, I often had to translate for people who were not native speakers. And sometimes it was very confusing because there was a Korean who would only speak English. There was someone from Uruguay who would only speak Spanish, someone from Quebec who would only speak French. 
and I, I, I manage all these languages and I was very grateful that I could just help these people also with their travel arrangements. And then uh, I had the idea of just uh, being a, a tour guide um, on these Caminos and helping people with their travel arrangements and also looking for the nice spots to, to have dinner because, you know, from experience that when you have been hiking the for like uh, 30K and you want to find a nice restaurant, you, you don't want it to be f- too far from your accommodation, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, but you go on, yes. go on. No, but I think uh, the being offline, it's also um, because we are so a slave to our smartphone. Uh, the internet, it's like a theme park and it's open 24 hours. So we can always access it. And also on the Camino, there's Wi Fi everywhere. I thought there wouldn't be any Wi Fi, but. Yeah, you, you pay for your accommodation and you get immediately the Wi-Fi codes. And now it's even got worse for people, for Europeans, because um, there used to be a charge if I would use my phone from Belgium in Spain. There would be extra charges. But there's a new law now since uh, July that everyone within the European Union, we don't pay any roaming charges. So people, when they go on holidays, when they go abroad, they even go on the net more often because it's, it doesn't cost them anything uh, extra. So it's really now a, a time, an extra focus to, to detox from, uh, from all these uh, smartphone devices. Um, and yeah, I also give like tips um, when you go back uh, home, uh, how to uh, use less the, the internet. Well, it's basically, you can't think of not using the internet anymore because yeah, when you get to Santiago, you, of course you will get uh, your smartphone back because people need to, to do their check-in, their online check-in. Um, so that's, that's normal that you, you need to have these devices for daily um, Google Maps. Uh, it's very convenient, but you should also have a balance, work-life um, balance. So that's why I come up with a, a few suggestions um like uh like for example keep a a digital sabbath regularly so uh try a whole day without grabbing your smartphone uh switch off news feeds of facebook um buy a watch it doesn't have to be a rolex (laughs) um yeah Um, And also, I think on the Camino, it would be a shame to miss out a beautiful sunset because you're on your smartphone uploading pictures of your hike that day and to actually talk to other people. um, Yeah, in the evening, it's it's then just looking at your device. Yeah. And you say this is it's a very 2017 thing to say. But you say walking a Camino provides an opportunity to, quote, get out of the multitasking so that you can focus better. Yes. So so that's interesting. Yes. Okay, get out of the multitasking to enable you to focus better. Yes. Just explain yes, that. Exactly. And also, uh, when you're hiking... Um, yeah, you, 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 your, your concentration is better when you're not always looking at your at the screen and you can focus better and also when you hike in nature you get more creative i come up with better ideas when i when i hike 
um, see things more clear than than being on the internet for a whole day and just you know surfing from this side to you, your brain constantly has to make um, decisions. You click and click on and up and. By hiking, you're in nature. Um, yeah, it, it clears your mind more than than, than being behind the screen. And um, I think for multitasking, it's it's better to to be in the outdoors. Yeah, than... yeah, and 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 more, and you have more uh, by 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 focusing more on what you're doing and and being a pilgrim. You have more attention for the people around you. Exactly, because it's so impolite sometimes. <laughs> You're out in a, in a cafe or in a restaurant in the evening and you see people at the table and just looking at their screens and not talking to each other. And people should be talking to each other about, um, about the hike they had and not uploading their pictures for the people back home. It's, you have to be in the moment, I think. Yeah, um, that's great that's advice. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's great advice. That is so true. You say on the website, Go Camino, Elvira, it says, the Camino is a kind of life trip. A journey that actually reflects how you live. How? Sorry, a journey. You, you said there a journey that actually reflects how you live. How how I live. Yeah, how you live. L I V E. Yes. Yeah. How? Yes. Um, well, when you, when you walk the Camino, you um, when when especially. When you have that part of Meseta, you really reflect on on your life. Like you have in the beginning of of the of the Camino Frances, you have a lot of impulses of small villages, but then on the Meseta, you have like only your mind, and you start thinking about what I have I achieved so far, um, about the relationships you had, the jobs, um, and also where am I going. Uh, for, like I was thinking about my future, my my career. What I'm am I going to do for the next twenty years? Um, so it actually gives a reflection and also can give you answers. Like for me, my answer came on the Camino. Like um, how how to pursue my my new career. So yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's people also say there's a, a life before and after the Camino. For for me, for sure, because if I if I didn't hike the Camino, I, I wouldn't have started my, my, my own company. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's definitely a life after, the, a, a pre and a post Camino, they say. Yeah. That's right, PC, yeah, BC and PC. You, you say yes. on your website, and you take groups of people, you say that pilgrims have contact with each other, but everyone walks on their own. So is it yeah, possible to walk true. on your own even though you're in a group? Yes, of course. They um, have all the freedom. And the great thing about traveling with Camino, you don't have a race for the bats because it can be quite busy. Um, yeah, I when I walked to Camino Frances, it was like late August, beginning of September. And some people would just get up very early in the morning to get... To be safe for for the for a bat in the next town, and I was like, oh, this feels like the rat race again, and I don't want to be caught in the the rat race. So um, people have time to get up in the morning, have a a breakfast, take their time, and because 
their accommodation is guaranteed that has been pre-booked and if you say it spoils a bit of the surprise it's also like you can take it easy during the day um especially in the afternoon because the people who go for the race of the bats they have already been at they have already showered they already had their lunch and you can still have peace and quiet in the afternoon because that's that's also a very beautiful so you can you can be by yourself in the afternoon and and, and hike your own camino um, while in the morning it's more busy and, and people want to get to the next uh, destination. But it's up to you. If you like to be part of a group, be like social, you can hike together in a group. And yeah, you change a uh, partner uh, quite often when you hike. One day you can, you can hike with a group of, of Spanish, then with a group of Koreans. It's up to you. But if you said like, if you if you say to yourself, I want to be like, I want to think, I want to be by myself. It's also possible. So, it's um, it's your own Camino. Everybody everybody has his own Camino. What do you see most in people that you take on the Camino? What change do you see most in them? What's most obvious to you? Uh, that I have seen with, with people. Yeah. Um, that that's um I, I had a group of people and um one of them was a bit shy and she has uh this uh, person had never taken a flight in her life what? and for her being being a, yeah being on on her first flight i was so excited for her because i for me yeah i had to go back a while before i, I realized that i i yeah that's that's something so hard to do to to think about um, being on your very first flight. I had to travel back a, quite a while, uh, but for her, it was her very first flight. Um, she had traveled in Spain before, but only by car. And she, I could see this person changing, like opening up to different cultures, um, meeting new friends. Um, also, she went through a divorce, um, opening up to, to life again, saying like, this is, this is now what I want to do. Um, op- yeah, really opening up um, from a, a difficult year she left behind. And for her, it was like a whole new experience. And it's so beautiful to see when they finally get to Santiago that people open up and they made new friends. And I think she will go on another Camino. And and it's so and she turns out yeah. Sorry, I was going to say they people often say that your Camino begins when you get to Santiago. Perhaps, perhaps, yes. perhaps her pilgrimage has only just begun. Yes, definitely. Um, she just had a very difficult year behind her, and now she sees things differently. And Probably she's going to go another Camino and she will turn into a Camino-holic. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard that. I haven't heard that before. I like it. I like it. I like <laughs> it. So, so I want to I ask about the spirituality of the Camino, the energy of the yes. Camino. Elvira, you said yes. you, you read, I read on your website that your father – did not live for a long time, and he, he wrote a personal Christmas card for his children. He wrote a special message yes. for you, Elvira, always on the way. 
So you yes. and you've mentioned t- today talking with us that you've travelled extensively. How do you describe? Yes. How do you describe the feeling you get on the Camino? Well, um, like you mentioned, I travelled in quite a few countries, and yeah, it's always this wanderlust. You know what's what's happening on the other side of the world, and I um, I started tra- travelling from my early twenties. And I just realized for me, it's more, um, yeah, I, I was trying to to meditate as well in, uh, when I was in Southeast Asia, and it, it never worked for me until I started hiking. And that's for me a kind of way to meditate a little bit and to reflect on life. Um, so for me, that gives me like peace and quiet um, while being active at the same time uh, so that's for me kind of of way to to calm down and to slow down um, because yeah traveling can be va- very intensive eh? when you hop on a flight and especially in southeast asia you have so many <sighs> traffic can be very uh, fast and but Hiking the Camino was such a life-changing experience. And I must say, um, being in all these different countries all over the world, this was for me the most important trip of my life. So, um, yeah. How far do you think you were into that very first Camino when it dawned on you that it was going to change your life? Um, Actually, from the... From the very first week, um, really, because yeah, um, meet all these people, different nationalities. This is actually something which I was always looking forward to meeting other people, different cultures. Um, I even was hiking with a, um, a Dutch person, but she had uh, roots from Afghanistan, so she was like the only Muslim in our group walking the Camino. Um, and listening to all these amazing stories, um, I think that's that's also, yeah, gives you so much more, um, how do you say, like insight in, in, in yeah. the world and, yeah. and hearing different opinions. And um, for me, to my, I must say, I'm a kind of person, I have a passion for travel. Um, and for me, having experiences is more uh, valuable than material stuff. And especially after the Camino, when you know you can get by those 32 days uh, with a backpack with uh, so little, um, it realized that, that these, uh, these meetings, these ex- uh, experiences, uh, conversations with all these different people uh, is more valuable than, than all this materialistic yeah. stuff yeah um, yeah yeah that's so true and, and that's why you become a camino holic that's why you you, you really yes. you feel the need right because that's that if in a sense getting a taste of that freedom from the material things that we we we, we think we need Getting a getting a yes, small taste need, of it, yeah. yeah a, getting a small taste of it, you think, well, I just want to live like that all the time. But of course, we go back to our yes. day jobs, we go back to our traffic, we go back to our lives, and that's what draws us back to the Camino so often, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
I was also thinking um, when I did my second Camino, Camino, sorry, um, I wasn't sure if it's going to be just as exciting as my first. So I was very nervous. But then every Camino is so beautiful and immediately you feel, yeah, it's, it's hard to describe what, what it is like to be on the Camino. You really have to experience it yourself. Um, I find it very hard to define people ask me what is then so special about being on the Camino but it, it's it's very yeah difficult to tell people what, what's so beautiful about uh, about the Camino what it does to you um, also people sharing a lot um, you probably also came across that 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 people share a lot of uh, not only experiences but if we can help someone out um, and it's this uh, yeah, the, the, the feeling um, of going for the same um, goal we have, we, we the togetherness that's uh, so beautiful. Uh, we're all going to, to Santiago or, or San Diego, as the Americans say, um, and helping each other out. Um. It's, it's wonderful. I'm going to read a little piece from your website, Elvira. You say, and yes. this, I think you've summed it up really well on your website, you say, the physical process of long-distance walking, mental rest, being outside, communicating with the world around you, all those wonderful and precious encounters, understanding what is really important, and thereby revitalizing, and the incredible power of finding your body and mind, and thus balancing it. That's a very good description yes. of what, happens on the Camino that's you've explained it very very well yes because when you finish your Camino you have um I don't know I had so much energy your your body of course is tired and you, you don't know your body probably doesn't know what's happening after 32 days when you um when you stop hiking and also you have to be on a bus back to the airport and the feeling of being on the uh, moving vehicle again um so f physically you you it's it's you have uh, come with a change um because you slow down again uh, from being active but also your mind um it's very hard to describe but your mind suddenly is more clear and you can see more things um you see things more clear and you find more answers. That's, well, that's uh, what I have, uh, like, uh, experienced that have more, uh, better vision on, on my life. Um, it's not always the case, but usually you find answers on the Camino. Yeah, yeah. And so you say also everybody has to put the Camino on their bucket list. So, Elvira, yes. what would you say to someone listening right now thinking of going? Um, well, it's something which you have to experience once in your lifetime. And also um, just, you know, do some exercise do a bit of preparation because I think if you prepare yourself better, you can enjoy um, the, the Camino better. Um, so be a bit in shape. So be, be prepared. I wasn't prepared for it, but I was very lucky that I was doing a lot of exercise before I started my Camino. And 
just also go with an open mind and let yourself, yeah, just enjoy the the nature, just the, the meeting with other people, um, the togetherness, the um, we're all in the same boat and just listen to other people and um, yeah, also have a lot of respect for other people. I think my perception um, after I finished the Camino, I have more uh, understanding for other people, um, more empathy. Uh, so it's definitely a life-changing experience. And also take time to slow down from the rat race. That's what I want to focus on. Um, yeah. That, um, and that's a very big focus of Go Camino. So just tell us then, yes. what, what services do you provide? Tell us about Go Camino. What can we expect if we, if we team up with you? Well, I have, um, of course, my knowledge of all of uh, four different routes. Um, yeah, everything is arranged. So you just have to show up at the, at the departure and everything has been taken care of. Your, your luggage will be forwarded, which I find very convenient. Um, when I did the, the Saint-Jean to Santiago, I only forwarded my luggage twice. Um, and because... Some other pilgrims told me, if you forward your luggage three times, you won't go to heaven. So I only did it, uh, <laughs> yes. Oh God, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so I, yeah. Yeah, I've only forwarded my luggage twice. Um, also because I didn't pre-book my, my luggage. Um, sorry, I didn't pre-book my accommodation. It's for, for safety. It's, it's better to have all yeah your, your luggage and deciding where to stop. But basically, everything has been taken care of. I know all the nice restaurants. I know where to stop. Uh, I arrange also a picnic every day. Um, all the, I have a lot of information. And I am fluent in five languages. Um, they have the safety phone in case they need me. So, yeah, it's a really... It's a... It's... Um, you don't have any any worries. Yeah. You just have to be there and hike. Yeah. And, and so you are based in Belgium, but could an Australian, yes. for instance, an Australian or or someone from South Africa, could could you organise their Camino for them? Of course, yes. Um, I will give them the instructions where they have to go for the departure, and from there on, um, it's nice to have a mix mixture of uh, of people. Uh, I now uh, hike with a lot of Dutch people, um, but of course, like South Africans, um, Australians, they're all welcome on the tour. And, and, yeah, definitely. And Amer um, Americans and Canadians, South Americans, you can organize it from around the world. I can organize it from from all different nationalities, regardless. Yeah, regardless what's your na nationality, you're a pilgrim. You're not a hiker. You're a pilgrim. So I, I'm I'm willing to organize it for any pilgrim. Um, that's what I always say to people. Um, I also do kind of uh, hikes around Brussels because in Brussels we also have uh, a lot of uh, the shells on, um, uh, on on the highlights of uh, the Brussels. Uh, uh, how do you say that? The the Grand Place, the all the big um, attractions. We also have like uh, about forty shells uh, going through Brussels, and that's what I tell people. I give them also the shell. 
And um, so they don't uh, see themselves as hikers, but as the pilgrims. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you, Elvira. I loved that your yes. father wrote Elvira always on the way. And I hope the Camino continues yes. to provide today, tomorrow and beyond. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And uh, maybe we can uh, have a beer in uh, Santiago, a Belgian beer, uh, <laughs> at the beginning of October. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'll be there in the beginning of October. I will be there. We'll stay in touch. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Thank Elvira. you for having me, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you. Now, I'm going to just tell people Bye. where they can find your website here. So that was Elvira Rog and the founder of Go Camino. And if you're listening online, uh, listening to the podcast rather, and you'd like to find Elvira, it's www.go-camino.be. So go-camino.be is the website. It's also on Facebook. Just search for Go Camino. And there's a lovely uh, cartoon of Elvira standing on the Camino. And you can also search for Go Camino, as I said, on Facebook. Uh, and you can find it at go-camino.be. That's all we have time for this week. I'm Dan Mullins. I'm currently somewhere between Lourdes and Santiago de Compostela, walking the Camino Frances, carrying a, a small pile of guitar on my back, and I'm singing for my supper. Remember, you can follow me by hashtag the singing pilgrim or in Spanish, hashtag el peregrino cantante. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins, and my podcasts will continue to be uploaded each and every week on Tuesday night in the Southern Hemisphere, Wednesday morning, ah, Tuesday morning in the Northern Hemisphere. Until next week, buen camino.